Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, October 13th. And Ed, it was a little spooky out there in the market today. Yeah, I hope we don't have any sequels to uh, today's action, but uh, that that often the case with Friday the 13th. Uh, I want to take a look at a few stocks. Um, we've got uh, Sterling Construction, SLB, and Tesla. Okay, we'll analyze those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ Composite today down 1.2%. Definitely the worst loss of the day on the index level, followed by the Russell 2000 down nine tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 lost half a percent and the Dow managed to eke out a gain, though it did hit some resistance, but up about one tenth of a percent. So it seems like technology was a focus of the selling today, but it definitely was not limited to that. No, not limited to that. And there was a lot of resistance. I think that uh, we started off the week strong. I mean, we had nice gains on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Treasury yields were sort of coming down. Thursday uh, hit some resistance. Uh, and so on Wednesday, we got above the 50-day line. Thursday, we came back down. Not too bad, at least on the major indexes. Uh, Treasury yields spiked up on that day. And then today, really sold off. There might be Mideast concerns. Uh, there was definitely the fear gauge spike. But Treasury yields were down today. It was... A lot of selling. I think the coming down below the 21-day line isn't great uh, on the NASDAQ. We also fell below the 21-day line on the S&P 500. Again, not a death knell, but, you know, where we were sort of headed. I think it's sort of an expectation breaker late in the week, for, at least especially on the NASDAQ. We were getting above the 50-day line. Leading stocks were acting well. And then all of a sudden, things, you know, take a step back. And a lot of leading stocks had bad days. Some of them had really bad days. Uh, on that front. And then other other metrics were worse. I think that's that's one of the downsides. Again, we're looking, I mean, I've said that a bunch of times, like, oh, the NASDAQ didn't look so good, but other things were worse. And that was definitely the case this week. Right. I mean, right at the 50-day line coming up to that level, one would expect a little bit of a digestion, but an mm -hmm. orderly one, not yeah. one where you're seeing a, a decline like we saw today. That's not yeah. ideal. And now let's take a look at the S&P 500, which you mentioned back below. It's 21-day line as well. And the 4,400 level coincides with the 50-day line. So in addition to getting above this week's highs, that would be the next stop on the upside. What about on the downside? Uh, because if we see the weakness continue, Ed, what would we be looking at on the downside as notable levels? I mean, it would be the October 6th low would be on the fall because only the NASDAQ had a follow through day. That's another thing. It was we haven't had this full throated uh, follow through day on everything, uh, only the NASDAQ. And that would be a real bad sign. And also, obviously, that would be very close to the lows anyway. It would, it's not, it wouldn't be a real mystery that that would be trouble, but uh, we'd be getting near the lows. And then after that, it would be the lows of the rally. So, uh, you know, look, we could bounce right back and we'll say, hey, this was healthy digestion. We had some handles. We had some pullbacks. Right. This was great. What a wonderful time this was. But it's sort of like I think you just have to stay flexible. Don't, you know, just keep on watching what the market is doing now, not what it was doing Wednesday. And when it comes, you know, we'll see what happens Monday, Tuesday. Don't get stuck in a bearish mode because of today. You just have to keep on uh, staying flexible with what the market is doing. 
Absolutely. Let's take a look at the Russell 2000 because I know this is one area of concern that you have, Ed. Uh, it should be a concern because like that one, that one hit a five month closing low. It's almost at 2023 closing lows and it's pretty much close to those lowest period. Really been struggling for the past few months and it never bounced back really. I mean, it's you know, it's hard to see any rally. We've had two, we've had two rallies on the major indexes and, and you can't really see them at all here. Uh, really a sign of the weak breadth and how much we've relied on uh, a handful of large stocks to keep the market going. Mm -hmm. And let's also just really quickly take a look at the Dow, as I mentioned, hitting some resistance right around that 200 day line still below 34,000 as of now. And let's now take a look at tech. So here's QQQ, the NASDAQ 100. Uh, today's decline essentially in line with what we saw with the NASDAQ composite, maybe a little bit heavier of selling. And it was able to get above its 50-day line, now back below that level, still holding in a double bottom, but not a great thing to see a decline like we saw today. Yeah, and it just depends on what happens next. Yeah, so true. Next on the list, uh, speaking of market breadth, let's take a look at RSP. So the S&P 500 today, down a half a percent. RSP down only two tenths. What is, uh, how do you interpret that, Ed? Uh, there were some heavy losses on the tech side and some of the energy stocks came up. And also there have been some heavy losses on the medical stocks. I don't think they were as heavy today. But look, this is obviously weaker than the S&P 500. This has just come up to the fast falling 21 day line. So one day of outperformance, but <laughs> obviously definitely lagging, uh, you know, over time here. Yes. Okay. We also want to check in on, we did look at the 10 year yield. So even though it backed off a little bit today, that outside day upside reversal Thursday, definitely sticks out on the chart. So finding support at the 21 day line for now. Uh, but as you've said previously, Ed, if this could just stabilize, maybe it doesn't have to go down, but if it could just stop shooting higher, that would be good for starters. Yeah, I think that would make things a lot calmer. It's really hard to deal with the rising yield. And I think one reason why the market didn't rally today is that the dollar kept yeah. rising today and for the week. Um, so it wasn't a huge gain today, but uh, I, you know, I think we're up like 12 straight weeks on UUP, yeah, which is, a, or, or maybe more, it's just on and on and on. That really is going to pinch. I mean, you're going to hear that on the earnings calls this quarter, last quarter for Q3, and then the Q4 earnings call about how the dollar uh, is becoming a headwind once again. Mm -hmm. Back to the dailies. Let's take a look at some sector action. Here's a look at SMH really taking an outsized hit today here, Ed, off two and a half percent. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can find support at the 50-day line. Maybe this is the digestion you need uh, or not. You know, So uh, it was looking really good earlier in this week. So let's just put it that way. It was looking strong here. but mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Holding in a double bottom as well. Let's take a look at IGV, not a double bottom because uh, this second leg lower didn't undercut down 1.1% today. So less than the NASDAQ composite holding right at the 50 day line. So we're keeping an eye on this group as well. Managed to eke out a gain for the week, though, of course, off its intraweek highs, given the late week sell off. 
but we also want to take a look at XLE energy stocks definitely in focus this week, up four and a half percent rebounding after a big slide the week prior. Let's also take a look at XLI industrials up one percent on the week, but off high some resistance at the 40 week. XME, this is the metals and mining ETF reversing lower down seven tenths of a percent for the week uh, with a lot of that damage coming in Thursday's session. And then lastly, IYT, this is the transportation sector now down back at the lows of the base after hitting resistance at the 200 day line off 1.8% today, down 1.4% reversing lower on the week. Let's take a look at Tesla. This is a stock that a lot of traders may be looking at in terms of what is the appetite for risk or uh, how growth investors, maybe the kind of a market environment that they're having to deal with. Tesla down 3% on the day, right at a key level. Yeah, came back down to the 50-day line. So if you had some, there were some early entries maybe earlier in this month, those are sort of gone, I'd say at this point, you know, that would have been there. Uh, this week's high is probably a legitimate entry. You could probably draw a trend line from the top of the base um, even, and that would get you right toward that spot. So that seems like a legitimate early entry right there. But we have earnings in five days. Uh, so a lot of interest in that. The earnings aren't going to be great. I think that's pretty clear. It's going to be, well, what are they going to say? Are they going to say, well, margins are going to bottom out? Or what are they going to say about the Cybertruck and things going forward? So that call will be important. Look, this had a bad day. But, you know, look at the RS line. It didn't deteriorate that much. I mean, this is the market. I mean, you know, stocks, stocks retreated, especially some of the name stocks. So I, I don't want to make too much of it. It's just uh, it's had a huge uptrend. It's, it's doubled for the year. So all that. So I don't want to. Yeah, you can even draw things like that. There's all sorts of trend lines out there. Uh, so we'll see if that can break through. Um, that's going to be an important measure of risk. A lot of earnings are coming on Wednesday or early Thursday. So Thursday's open will be, be interesting, to say the least, uh, for, for Tesla and for the market. Yeah, no doubt. We'll have to see which way this one breaks because uh, it could have an impact on the market, Ed. Yeah, it might just. Yeah. <laughs> Next on the list, SLB, because of the focus in oil and gas, shares of SLB did pull back and a pretty good amount below the 50-day line as we saw the underlying commodity take a hit. But this week, jumping back up amid the war breaking out in the Middle East. So shares here this week up almost 6%, but volume was a bit lacking, Ed. It was lacking, and I wouldn't say it's ready yet. I mean, maybe you could draw a trend line, you know, off of the top there, and probably wouldn't want to be getting into this before earnings or, or you know, some such. Uh, I think the this this is an important. This is sort of kicks off the energy stocks, you know, in terms of the earnings here, oil services giant. Uh, so I think that could be a possible entry. There's other names that are out there, but I think this one is one to watch because of the earnings. Uh, in addition to the earnings and the guidance, what they say about spending, it'll also be important, for, especially, I think, for the oil services firms, but the machinery and the drillers, uh, the kind of companies that have been doing well, honestly, that leading the energy sector, what they have to say if they say, well, we don't expect capital spending to increase next year, uh, you can imagine a lot of those leading groups to, to struggle off of that if they're really bullish and say, look, these companies have to replenish their wells, honestly, uh, there'll be a lot of work for us, that could be a uh, positive, but 
Uh, so I think this is going to be a really important earnings report on Friday. Mm -hmm. Let's also take a look at STRL, a huge sell-off for this stock on Friday. Intraday, it was able to rebound off its lows, but still down 7%. Uh, even though it closed, it looks like roughly uh, 50% closing range. Yeah. So man, you know, a 14% intraday decline, undercutting recent lows, coming down to uh, this gap up from earnings, finding a little bit of support there, it looks like, but even down 7%, Ed, that is a sell signal. Yeah, I sell signal, especially intraday. When that was happening, it would have been almost anybody who bought it in the last three months would have been now like, that was a signal to be getting up, even though it did bounce. Uh, this is a stock that doesn't move that much. Yeah, there was that gap up. But if you look, it doesn't have these big radical moves. It had been strong. It's There is some tech nature to it because it's involved with some data center construction. So there are there is a tech angle to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but this was there was a lot of big losses. And that's the kind of thing that can happen on bad days is that, you know, it's not just the indexes. It's obviously you're generally people are owning individual stocks. And you just have to watch for that. That's one of the risks. There's not much upside when the market is struggling, but there's big downside risk. Uh, and so that's just, uh, you know, maybe this bounces back. Maybe this, maybe this takes a break for a while. I'm not saying it's finished, but it's just something investors have to watch for. There was a lot of losers today that is like, wow, those were five, six percent losses uh, on stocks when there really wasn't any particular news. They just, they just sold off. Right. And I think underscoring how eye-popping this looked, especially intraday, but even just a 7% decline on day's close, is the fact that the beta here of this stock ad is 0.88, so less than one. So uh, when you're talking about how much a stock moves versus the S&P 500 in either direction, this is the type of stock that's supposed to move less, to be less volatile than the S&P and really getting whacked today. Yeah, there's some kind of stocks you go, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, like some kind of some of the speculative AI stocks. Okay, you know, you, you see those big moves. This one, yeah, not not this one, but we saw it today. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ed. As we wrap, we did start to see a kickoff in earnings season as this week progressed, and it's only going to pick up more from here. We have Tesla next week, as we mentioned, SLB. What should investors be doing over the weekend to prepare for the week ahead? Yeah, and I just want to name a couple other, like LAM Research, ASML, big chip equipment makers, and then Taiwan Semi, huge chip maker and a huge customer of all those chip equipment makers. So that'll be big all in that Wednesday area. Uh, yeah, I think you need to be, you know, watching is like, you know, just watching. I think you know, the market rally needs to sort of shore up here. It doesn't have to rebound right away but you'd really need it to hold its ground and make some progress. So if that happens, there's going to be a lot of stocks that will look interesting. I mean, you know, that, that could look really interesting. So you want to have your watch list ready. At the same time, you know, if your positions are struggling or if the market shows any further weakness, you're going to want to be cutting exposure. You might have wanted to already today, um, depending on what your holdings were. So you really need to be engaged and you really need to be flexible and you need to be ready either way. So a lot of work. Um, you might have watch lists that go dusty because the market sells off, but uh, and uh, you might have a game plan to get out that doesn't get used, but that's okay. You want to be prepared, and hopefully you don't need to use some of those things, and hopefully things get better. But uh, definitely, definitely want to be uh, very nimble with uh, probably a very active week next week. 
Wise words there, Ed. Thank you for that. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back next week with more on IUBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IUBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we will also see you right back here on Monday after the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.